fucking <laughs> what's up? Uh, classes start today at hell, five. Hell yeah, <laughs> at five p.m. for me. Uh, that's a pretty good Monday, honestly. Yeah, it's a good Monday, but my Tuesdays are gonna be really shitty because I have class from nine thirty to like noon, and then like a break, and then I have class from like six to eight. So. Okay, that's a bad that's a bad break, but. On the bright side, you stay on campus, go to the computer lab, just get all your homework for the week done. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did because I have like, I had days that would like start at nine and end at eight. Uh huh. With like with like a, a handful of two hour gaps there, so I just like you know, take do my class, computer lab for two hours, class, computer lab, and then I was just like, I never got any work done. I just like fucked around the computer for a long time. But, like, <laughs> I pretended to get work done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I say I spend so much time in the library doing so much work, but, like, the fact of the matter is I'm usually just watching, like, YouTube videos of, like, Let's Plays of video games I don't even give a shit about, you know? So, yeah, no, you're just watching, like, 1,000-degree knives cut through an iPhone. Yeah, like, ba- <laughs> like literally, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's, like, like, completely what my recommendations on YouTube look like right now. Uh, um, my recommendations are all just, like video games just like it's all hey watch this hearthstone or watch this league of legends highlight video (laughs) that's literally all that it is because i only want that's all that i watch Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that and let's plays and it's also like hey watch this like hey you know how you're on episode nine of that let's play here's episode 52 watch this one oh my god (laughs) yeah counting is not a strong part of youtube's algorithm (laughs) no it's okay, though. You know what? It's trying its best. It's trying its best. Mm-hmm. So welcome to Free Rating, everyone. Yeah, welcome. It's everyone's favorite, uh, unfortunately culturally relevant podcast. Yeah, yeah. Not not many podcasts can tell that, but uh, we, no. we do proud, I, proudly. <laughs> many 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 podcasts are are fortunately culturally relevant, but <laughs> very few are unfortunately so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Blair. I'm Luna. Uh, yeah. Uh, What's up, everyone? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we usually talk about like horror movie news. I don't know anything about any horror movies coming out, but I saw. Uh, real- Split. I mean, I, I know we keep talking about Split, but like, I just learned that one, like, the major plot point of Split uh-huh. is that the guy is developing a twenty third facet, and it's like the Hulk, basically. Yeah, because the, the the thing is like the brain can alter the body the thing chemistry. Is, did you know that people with DID can shapeshift? <laughs> like, I, like I would. I know some people who wish they could. <laughs> My God, like it's crazy. It's just. It's, it's a lot. Honestly, it's, I can't wait for the twist to be like the girl is the one with DID, and she and she and her and her two friends were all just like facets because no, that's absolutely what it is. It's gonna be like like something like Saint Elsewhere or something like just like looking into a snow globe the entire oh time. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about that twist is that um it 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 it, it um by that twist it made like. 70% of television become part of the snow globe. Yeah, yeah. My because God. of, like, all the crossover. Like, St. Elsewhere crossed over with X, which crossed over with Y, which crossed over. And, like, it invalidated, like, ER, Grey's... Or not Grey's Anatomy. Um, Friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, all <laughs> sorts of shit. Like, like an iconic, like, move in television yeah. history. Um, Just, you know, Cheers, hey, takes place in a snow globe. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's where all like that's where all the television comes through comes from like like uh, you ju- there's like elected a new kid every like five years to just stare yeah. into the snow globe and just like just just imagine invent things. the television yeah hey I just wanna uh, I just wanna take a quick moment to discuss some I only log on to Skype to do this like I literally don't use Skype for anything else uh-huh. uh huh Skype has become completely overrun by bots uh huh. I have a message from my good, good friend, Wes, uh, my good, good friend, Wes, and it just is a, a, a link that is very obviously spam. Yeah. No, I've gotten a few of those. I have another link from another friend. <laughs> very obviously spam. Yeah. Um, it's because everyone's a gamer and using Discord now, and 
yeah. So it's just it's just the bots who are talking to each other on Skype these days. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised I haven't been hacked yet. Yeah. Please hack my stupid Skype account so I don't have to use it anymore. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Free us uh, from this, like, hell dimension. It took literally, like, three minutes for Skype to launch today, and I wanted to die the entire yeah, time. Yeah, no, same. Uh, Skype just takes... I don't understand how this was the prevailing voice communications app for so long. Yeah, for real. The only reason we don't use Discord is because it bugs out for me occasionally, but, like... Mm-hmm. Skype just like straight drops Blair's voice from me for like seconds at a time occasionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like six in one, half dozen in the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the six is like six shitty eggs and the half dozen are like some pretty decent eggs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a good, that was a good analogy. Yeah, no, I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Any other <laughs> horror movie news? No, not really. I Nothing? haven't been watching a lot of movies recently. So. I watched I watched two this weekend, which is a lot for me. Wow! Look at you watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that your like? Is that your like Saturday Night Live character? Is, watching movies. Watching is that a character? It's. I thought. I mean, it could just be a thing I said, but it could be a character, I guess. I mean, it's the making copies guy. Oh. I don't watch SNL, so I don't know. Oh, it's like a super old thing. It's like, it, Rob Schneider is just a guy who is just like the entire joke is he sits next to a copier and just says, making copies. <laughs> hey, Jimbo, making co- Like, what? God, this is really good podcast audio. <laughs> just doing an impression of an SNL bit? Like, come on. You know, Where is our eyes? Wait, no, Eisner's comics. Where is our podcast Emmy? <laughs> right. <laughs> Explaining jokes, just exp- that's. Ugh. Yeah. God. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just get fucking. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Should we get into the movie we watched this week? Yeah, sure. What did we watch this week? We watched, uh, per like thousands of requests from like a million of my friends, we watched uh, Green Room, which uh, is really more of a thriller than a horror movie. Uh, I'd call it a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we got a lot of questions this week, actually. Did we? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, uh, which is about a very vaguely, like, like the punk scene and also, like, the Nazi punk scene in a yeah. sort of way, you know? Um, so it's got, we got our main cast of four guys who, it's Anton Yelchin who, um... God, I, I hadn't seen him in Star Trek, so I didn't know how good of an actor that guy... God, that, guy's, that guy was a fantastic actor. Yeah. God, yeah. I'm so fucking sad that... Like, I mean, I was already kind of sad that he died, because I knew that he was good, but, like, seeing him in action is, like... Jesus. Yeah. No, like... That guy's a really good fucking actor. No, like, the whole cast in this movie is, like, amazing. Yeah. And then we've got, um, Aaliyah Shawkat, mm-hmm. um... As Sam, mm-hmm. Aaliyah Shawkat, you may remember from Arrested Development as maybe fucking Funke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else is there? Two actors whose names I don't remember. Um, Patrick play, fucking they, Stewart they play, is in this. Yeah, he's in it as like the, the ringleader of the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, but we've got the, so the band is Aaliyah, Aaliyah Shawkat as Sam. Um, uh, there's some guy uh, named Reese. Mm-hmm, there's a guy named Tiger. Tiger and yeah. then... What's Anton Yeltsin's character name? Oh, I don't... Pat, maybe? That sounds about right. Yeah. I think it was Pat. I love these guys. Yeah. It was like... I was watching this, and I was like, oh, this is actually, like, hard to watch, because, like, I actually have invested in these people, and I don't want them to die, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, Pat, Sam, Reese, and Tiger. Mm-hmm. We got it. Got it in one. <sighs> okay. So they're a member. They're a member of the punk band. They're the punk band. The Ain't Rights, mm-hmm. which I don't get it. Is is that like a joke or something? I don't get it. I mean, I think. I mean, a it sounds like a typical punk band name, but it's like that boy ain't right. Yeah, it's and B. I think it like I was curious if it was like supposed to be like a pun on like the alt right or something like that. I guess so, but it might have been too much of a stretch. Yeah, uh, so they fucking wake up, like, in a, in a cornfield? Yeah, they crash into a cornfield, um, the, and they're, so they, uh, 
They go siphon some gas. Yeah. This, and is, it, is it really that easy to siphon gas? Like, I straight up don't know. I, I've never siphoned gas in my life. Sure. What? What? <laughs> what is that I'm supposed to mean? Nothing. Not saying anything. <laughs> is it because I live in fucking Minnesota, so I have to siphon gas to get anywhere? Yes, exactly. Like, you don't even own a car, but you need to siphon gas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I steal one person's car and then siphon the gas from another person's car and that's how I yeah. around. that's how you get you know what that's like the main mode of transportation in like minnesota so yeah that's you. how that's how you get that's how you get to and from campus every day yep exactly <laughs> uh so they get to the, where they're going and uh they have an interview with like some punk dude and he's like oh yeah i got a zine and shit and he's and then he's like oh by the way your gig kind of got canceled and everyone backed out so you're gonna be playing uh, a Mexican restaurant at midday. That scene was crazy. I loved it. I don't know. It's just like I love movies about the punk scene so much. No, it was really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they got, they ended up getting like like eight fifty between like, like if they split up the money they got from the gig, they got like about. They each got $6. Yeah, $6 <laughs> or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and then, so they're like obviously like miffed about this because they like drove all this way. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the guy's like, you know, my uh, cousin or something, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he can hook you up with this, this at this gig. It's going to be like $350 minus your tab. Um, uh, the thing is, it's like, just don't talk politics, you know. Uh, he, he says, all, he says, all right. Well, I mean, like Uber left if we're being literal, but. Yeah, yeah. It's. <clears throat> He doesn't say the word Nazi, but, I mean, he kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudges them. I mean, you get the vibe. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, so when they get there, it's like, he, 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 he had hinted at it like, oh, it's just not going to be like a huge deal. Like, maybe there's going to be some guys there that are like not going to like be politically aligned with you but it's cool and it's like when you get there it's like white pride everywhere you know yeah yeah like and in like a gutsy move that i would never do yeah I mean, I, i'm not in a band but like the gutsiest move i could possibly imagine is playing the dead kennedys nazi punks fuck off yeah yeah to a nazi to a neo-nazi crowd yeah <laughs> it's yeah like just like yeah 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 just setting some sort of precedent like beforehand it's I don't know. I really, yeah, I, I, I was really into it. Um, so they're, they're leaving the show afterwards. Um, and uh, Sam's like, oh, Sam fuck. forgets her phone. Yeah, I yeah, forgot my phone. She forgets her phone plugged in in the like, green room, the titular green room. Yes. So uh, like Pat or Sam, or Pat or Reese or something like that. Pat, Pat, it was Pat. Yeah, Pat. Uh, is like, oh, okay, I'll run and get it. And then so he like runs back into the green room and he's like, he sees someone on the floor, like, with a knife in her head, and, like, people just, like, staring at him as he, like, tries to grab the phone, and he's like, oh, fuck, someone just got stabbed, you know, and yeah. uh, he, he, he's like, oh, bye, <laughs> I have to leave right now immediately, uh, he, he, he starts calling the cops, he gets tackled, like, by people, like, trying to stop him from calling the cops, Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they all get shoved back into the green room to, like, contain yeah. the situation. Yeah, they get stuck in there with, uh, the dead body, uh, a blonde girl whose name is... Amber. Amber, yep. Uh, and a guy named Big Justin. Yep. Who is large and named Justin. <laughs> yep. So... He also apparently is the voice of a couple of cartoon characters. Interesting. Like, uh, hold on, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Yeah, the guy's name is Eric Edelstein. Uh-huh. He's he plays Chad on the show Clarence, and he plays Grizz in We Bear Bears. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's cute. I like that because <laughs> he, he's he's a big guy. So the fact that he does like cartoon voice acting is like extremely charming to me. <laughs> yeah, he was in Jurassic World apparently as well. Interesting. I, Anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like tensions are high. Obviously, yeah. um, and uh, the the some guy is like takes the phone again, like some guy who works there. I like I don't remember his name, but he's like trying to remain like keep everyone calm about the situation, as if there oh, is. It was Gabe. That's Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, like like as if there's not a fucking dead body on the ground. Um, mm. 
and she, he's like, oh, I'll, he called, the cops call him back, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a stabbing. And, and then, then he, he hires two, like, 14-year-old skinheads to stab, one to stab the other. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, I'll give you the money later after you get out of jail. So, like, shady as fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're just going to have to stab each other, but, like, believe you're going to get the money for it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, God. Where does the plot go from here? It's It's... So there's a lot of time spent in the green room. Oh, they overtake the the uh, the bouncer, the yeah. big Justin. Yeah. Um, by because Tiger like jumps at him and bites his shoulder. Yeah, like uh, that's his first instinct to rush him and bite his shoulder. Yeah, that's why he's called Tiger. And then per and then Percy or Reese, not per- Percy. Who's Percy? It's your OC. <laughs> yeah, my green room OC. <laughs> He was the sixth person in the green room. Yeah, uh, he, just, he just never was on camera. No, he was the one. He was the one holding the camera the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All of this, all of this, all of this footage is diegetic entirely. Yeah, fully. Because Percy shot it. Oh my god. My head cannon. My HC. Yeah. Oh my gosh, your green room fan fiction. <sighs> um. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, that yawn was definitely audible. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's just one of those days. Yeah. Uh, so the fucking they overtake the guard. They get his gun. Uh, Reese puts him in a chokehold for like five minutes, and he still doesn't pass out. So he does it for like five more minutes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then and then and then they're like, how do we how do we know that he's how do we know that he's out? And then Amber just takes a box cutter and op- slices him open from like bottom to top of stomach. That was crazy. It was yeah. I think. Amber is like like such an interesting character in this movie because she's she like really, I I kind of expected her to like go bad at some point like to be evil yeah because like she she was in there and I think it was like one of her friends who got killed and yeah. like she like kind of just like like gets rid of any alliance like at that point that she previously had with anyone there at the bar or like yeah. club or whatever um, so I just kind of like sides with these like pugs trying to like like, survive, you know? Um, yeah. And he, she's ballsy as fuck, obviously, because she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to gut this guy, no big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, um, there was a, we, we skipped, we missed a, an important part. Mm. Um, one of my favorite, well, one of my, we missed my favorite scene in the movie, probably, which mm-hmm. is um, the power gets <gasps> cut. Yes. No, yeah, I love this. And Amber, like, and, and you know, they, this is when they have Big Justin held at gunpoint, and Amber just, like, calmly lights a cigarette, Puts it in, puts it in Big Justin's mouth, and tells whoever has the gun that if he does anything, if the cherry does anything you don't like, shoot. Yeah, yeah, it no, was, I love that. That was, and then the power goes on like two seconds later, so it was pointless, but it was fucking cool. Yeah, no, it was like some great dialogue and like just like a really cool scene. Um, yeah, no, it it was really good. Um, and like while all this is happening, like. People are like like the 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 Nazis or whatever coordinating outside. Mm-hmm. And Darcy, who's played by Patrick Stewart, uh-huh. Darcy's like the leader of the Nazis, like we already said. Yeah, he's like, well, we're just gonna fucking kill them. Yeah, basically, um, because they like know too much, and we don't want that kind of reputation on our heads as yeah. Nazis. Uh- and um, <laughs> I'm definitely going on a watch list because I had to Google a couple of things about Nazis uh-huh. for this because like there's a part where. Uh, Patrick Stewart, Darcy, tells um, Gabe to, like, round up some red laces, mm-hmm. which I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So I had to Google it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really know what it meant either, but I assumed, oh, this is some Nazi thing. So I just kind of... Yeah, like... no. It, 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 uh, red laces is something that Nazis get when they shed blood for for the movement. Oh, sure, sure. So, like, it's for the... It, he only wanted the die-hardest Nazi fans. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, and I'm saying we are saying Nazi a lot. This is gonna be us put on a watch list. <laughs> I mean, it's relevant to what we were watching. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna sidebar a little bit, but like, people have been talking about recently how there's like a lot of Nazis in the media, but it's like you know, like, uh, and like pigeoned as like the bad guys, you know, and stuff like that. Like in Captain America is what I'm thinking about, or like Indiana Jones and stuff like that. But then. The, the issue with that is that it's, like, the aesthetics of Nazism instead of, like, 
the ideology of it. So it's like yeah. not something you actually have to like deal with. It's just some like guy in uniform that you punch. Like uh-huh. I feel like since the the fact that this deals with like neo Nazis and like Nazi punks makes it like realer in a way. Yeah, you no, know, like these felt much more like Nazis than like Hydra does. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a more modern. You know, so, like, there's more, like, modern relevance to, like, how, like, this, like, like, this ideology has developed, you know, over the years. But also, you know, you know, and then, like, how it's, like, translated into these other sort of subcultures. Um, Yeah. I think it's, like, so crazy that, like, Nazism and punk, like, overlaps. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's just, like... I mean, I don't, like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, put punk on blast, but I'm, like... I understand why Nazis would gravitate. I don't say that. I'm not trying to say that punk like advertises to Nazis, but I can understand why Nazis would gravitate towards it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's like just because it is like uh, on the on the surface at least, punk is like a somewhat violent culture. Yeah, like it's not, but it like no, but I totally get that. That's like the 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 surface energy it gives off. Yeah, you know, not like the. I mean, you know, true punks will say like it's like completely not about that and not as something that someone who's like really into punk or anything yeah into like the subculture but someone who like really is interested in like the scene itself you know if that makes mm. any sense i absolutely understand <laughs> okay cool <laughs> yeah we also missed the we also skipped the part where um anton yelchin's arm gets fucked up because he like tries to negotiate with oh, darcy through the yeah. green room oh my gosh yeah and yeah, he like he sticks his arm he sticks his arm out with the gun. He's gonna like, try and hand it off in exchange for a cell phone, and then there are like three guys with red laces who just like kind of slash the fuck out of his arm and like with... break it and shit. Like it was like like weirdly yeah. like malformed and stuff. And then yeah, uh, they they bandage it with duct tape later, which was really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I was like Tiger started doing it, and I was like, what the fuck? There had to have been a better way to do this. And I mean. Maybe, but, like, desperate times called for desperate measures, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. I'm like, that is not going to heal properly, basically, it's, when I saw that. That guy's going to have an infection, at least. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, um, so, then the the dogs happen. Oh, my God, yeah. So, they, they, they like, they, like, bust out. Oh, wait, the- first they find an underground drug lab. Yeah. Like which hair. is why, which is which, it becomes obvious why the bandit, why the the Nazis are so obsessed with just like getting them out and not like trying to hurt them. Yeah, they were like, oh, but it the, was never about us specifically. Mm-hmm. It was about something bigger than us. So, yeah, so they're like, well, fuck this, we're leaving. Like by any means we can. Um, uh, they uh, they they burst open the door, like expecting people to be on the other side of it. Uh, Sam like even has like a, 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 flu- uh, a fluorescent bulb. And there's a really good fucking scene. Just like fucking she like she, someone asks, are you ready? And then she like, there's like, a really good shot of like her slamming the fluorescent against something to, to break it open and like make a sharp stabbing object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we also skipped a, uh, we also skipped a recurring motif in this movie, the desert Island band question. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so at the so begin- in the interview at the start of the movie with Tad, the the, the not neo Nazi punk, mm-hmm. he's like, "So, question: If you had to be on a band, a, de- a desert island with a band, who would it be?" And like the band, like, <clears throat> um, Tiger says the Misfits. Pat doesn't have an answer, and then the other two just say like, like punk, probably punk bands I've never heard of before in my life. Yeah. Um. And then at this scene, before they go outside, like, they're just, like, doing, like, a last confessions. And, like, Sam is just, like, fuck it. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. And and Reese is, like, Prince. Mm-hmm. Tiger's like, oh, it's still the Misfits. And then everyone looks to Pat and he's just like, I, I mean, I fucking. Yeah, and then um, uh, Amber says, like, Madonna and Slayer or something yeah. like that. And I was like, that rules, like, a lot. That does rule. <laughs> Um, so, man, we haven't gotten on any tangents this episode. That's weird. Yeah. Kind of, but not, I don't know. We'll, we'll... I mean, I'm looking, I'm just going to take a quick look at our show notes from, um, at my show notes from last week. Um, remember how long we talked about sorries last week? <laughs> <laughs> look, we, I had to construct like a mythos 
like I was, you know it, yeah, I was playing a character and she needed a complicated backstory. She needed, she needed a complicated backstory that she needed to fuck with a saw trap on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fully. <laughs> uh, also, uh, quick editorial, I called the, um, the, the Iron Maiden head trap a butterfly trap last week, that's not what it's called, it's called an Iron Maiden head trap. Yeah. I thought it was, um, um, are you talking about, like, the reverse, like, bear no, trap? No, not the reverse bear trap. I'm talking about the thing from the opening of the second movie. Oh. Where the guy gets his head, like, smushed between a, a cage with spikes in it. Uh-huh. I see. I see. I see. Were Iron Maidens ever designed to, like, actually torture? Because, like, they just seem like murder machines. I don't know anything about Iron Maidens. You know what Iron Maidens are, I do you? know. I do know what they are, but I don't know anything, like, historically about them. I gotta look. Th- they were. I thought they were torture devices, but I mean, I think they were too. Maybe like the the the, the spikes weren't that long, but like long enough that if you moved at all, you would like like get yourself stabbed. You know? Yeah. Hold on. That's what I would assume. Instead of like them being long enough to like just like pierce you completely. Yeah. Wikipedia says it's a made-up torture and execution device. Oh. So but like, it also says that it also says that it originated in the 14th century. Interesting. So is it real or isn't it? <laughs> uh, are Iron Maidens real? <laughs> is the band Iron Maiden real? No. It was not real. Interesting. What? So. So, was it just, like, invented? Like, was it, like... Yeah. It was a concept created in the 19th century. But, like, 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 painted to be, like, 14th century shit. Yeah. That is... What the fuck? That is fucking fascinating. That... Holy shit, that's awesome. I wonder what other torture devices are fictional. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, like, this is, like, changing my whole, like, view of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Iron Maiden the band is suddenly less cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change your fucking name to Drawn and Quartering, dumbasses. <laughs> no, there's a band name. Oh, wait, hold up. No, no, no. My band is called Drawn, and your band is called Quartered, and we do a show together. Oh, fuck, yeah. Except for you headline for me, so it's Quartered and Drawn. <laughs> No, we're just... Hey, what does it mean to be drawn? Like, I know what quartered means. I know what it means to be drawn and quartered. Okay, so it's like, isn't it like you you get, like, pulled from, like, four different ways by, like, horses? Yeah, no, that's the, that's the quartering part. What's the drawn part? I think it's being pulled. I think quartering is it's, like, four different ways. I don't know about that. I think it's just, like, they do some weird body paint art to you and then they kill you. I see. They just, like, they just, like, write, you know... Greg and Lisa forever, and then pull you into four pieces. They draw a dick on your stomach. <laughs> and you can't really do anything about it because you're still tied at, like, about to be quartered. Right. Oh. And then after you're pulled apart, they just add a little bit of, like, spunk coming out of the penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> oh. God. You know, I, I imagine, like, do you think there's, like, a wish... Do you think there was, like, a wishbone-like aspect to the legs of drawing and quartering? <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, such a sentence. I mean, do you think there was? Do you think people, like, made a wish upon, like, the genitals? Like, yeah, like, if you were riding the horse that, like, got, like, the, the bigger bit, you were, like, <laughs> lucky or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Such a romantic first day. You you court you draw and quarter someone, and you write you draw Greg and Lisa, and then Greg gets on one horse, Lisa gets on the other, mm-hmm. and then two fucking schmucks get on the top half of horses. Cause yeah, those are just that's just like a throwaway job. No, it's a double date. It's a double date. Ooh, double date. Well, okay, yeah, then you can do the wishbone for the head too. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's two Gregs and two Lisas. It always has to be two Gregs and two But Lisa's. it's a twist. It's Greg and Greg forever and Lisa and Lisa forever. Exactly, exactly. Can you imagine dating someone with your same name 
I cannot. I don't think I'd be able to do that. I think that'd be like too weird for me. There are like like I can't like abstract like abstract it slightly like there are people there are so many people in my town that have my sister's name. Yeah. Because it's like it was like one of the most popular girls' names the year she was born, mm-hmm. so like kind of makes sense. But like also like please do not. Yeah. Like. I don't know if I've ever known anyone who's dated anyone with their same name, but I think, I, I think I don't think that's like sustainable as a relationship. I mean, there was there was that uh, there was that couple that like both their names were like I can't. It was like Taylor Lautner, but they weren't like the Taylor Lautner, and they dated each other. Oh, that's... Taylor Lautner date. Taylor Lautner. Or maybe it was Taylor Swift. I don't remember. Was it Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner who dated? Did they date? Or did, did or, they date? No, I think I'm thinking of that fucking YouTube thing. No, that, Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift did date. That's crazy. In 09. Yeah, they were Taylor Squared. That, like, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like obviously, like like if anything is an example of the fact that that's not a sustainable relationship, just look at Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. Like they're not together I'm anymore. Sure, I'm a hundred percent sure that they broke up because their names were the same. I'm I believe you a hundred percent. Obviously, they broke up because their names were the same and they right? couldn't handle it. When right? someone was like, "Hey Taylor," and they both turned their head and they were like, "What?" It's like, yeah, like. But I'm making fun of you. That's so fucking stupid. No, no, like that has to be it though. Like, can you imagine? Like, I wouldn't. That's like not sustainable. Could you date the man who played Shark Boy? I mean, not if my name was Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like the truth. That's your one caveat. That's just like the truth. Okay, maybe it wasn't the reason they broke up, but it was one of few factors, probably. Like, probably not even something they were, like, consciously thinking about, but after they got out of the relationship, they were like, oh, I'm so fucking glad I'm not dating someone with my same name anymore, you know? Because that was, like, really, <laughs> like... That, like, you know, that, like, applies to, like, any character they ever played? Like, like Taylor Lautner cannot date anyone who is named Jacob or Shark. <laughs> I don't think Shark Boy's name was Shark. His name was Shark. I don't think that's true, but um, I mean, did he? He was called by Shark Boy. Yeah, I feel, not, maybe that's not his name, but he played the character of Shark Boy. I guess <laughs> Taylor Lautner can't date anyone named Shark Boy, <laughs> but he wishes he could. Hold on, Google search legal name Shark Boy. Uh, is there anyone named Shark Boy in the universe? First name Shark, last name Boy. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Shark Boy is one word. Oh. The movie's actual name was The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Like, the in 3D was part of the <laughs> movie name. Shark Boy and Lava Girl is a fucking great movie. Just saying. Shark Boy and Lava Girl has a scene where they where Lava Girl walked to the Ice Temple. <laughs> Not a smart idea. Oh my god! Wait, hold the fucking phone. This is not you're you're lying to me. What? Holy shit! Huh? Lava Girl. Uh, Guess what Lava Girl's name was? Huh? Her first her the actress's first name. Huh? Taylor. Taylor. Too many. Her name was Taylor Dooley. That's like Taylor Lautner and Taylor Dooley. That's like, like I can't, I can't deal with that. There's like two. We need to like cut down on the amount of Taylors we have in this world. Hey, remember how George fucking Lopez was in that, was in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's listed. He's listed on Wikipedia as Mr. Electrodad slash Mr. Electric, the world's best man ever. Comma, Tobor, comma, and Ice Guardian. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like I wish I could have that sort of credits attached to my name, you know? I want to be the Ice Guardian, you know? Yeah. Uh, David Arquette was in that movie. What did he play? He was the dad. Oh, sure, yeah. He seems dadly enough. Yeah. You were just talking about how we didn't go on chat. Yeah, and I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! Okay, 
How did we get to Taylor and Taylor from Iron Maidens? I do not remember. Oh, oh, we were talking. Okay, okay, I I know the path. Okay, yeah, so lay out the flow chart for me. Okay, so we were talking about like how Iron Maiden is a shitty name for a band. It oh, be right, right. Okay, yeah, drawing. And then we started <laughs> right. talking about the wishbone genitals. Yeah, we talked about drawing cornering. We talked about double dating with Lisa and Lisa and uh, Greg and Greg, Greg and Greg. And then uh, dating someone with your own name and the the, the one. The rest is history. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, where did we leave off in the in the movie? I do not remember. I was, I think oh yeah, that's when it's when they exit the room for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they so go out into the club and there are some dogs and Tiger dies to a dog. It was so sad. I was like, oh, he's not going to die, right? Like, they, they're not going to kill the main cast because the main cast is actually, like, completely likable, right? And then yeah. he dies. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. God damn it. Yeah. Um, and then um, we don't we, – Reese, like, tries to get out. Yeah. And then he gets, like, He tries to, like, go out a window after the dog's attack. And he gets snagged by, like, some red boot – some red lace Nazi. Yeah. And then, like, it's, like – beat to death or something like that or shot or something i don't it fully remember it sucks that doc martens are like a nazi thing because i think i think doc, i like I, I i looked at doc martens before they knew they were a nazi thing and i was like damn those are some nice shoes then i found out they were a nazi thing and like fuck i can't ever buy those i mean i know plenty of like non-nazis who wear them i think they're just i'd feel weird like i don't i don't assume anyone who has doc martens is a nazi but like i'd feel weird wearing them i guess yeah <laughs> i just kind of always assumed they were just like a punk thing you know no, it's an absolute Nazi thing. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, let's reclaim Doc Martens because they're nice boots. Yeah. Uh, so they scare away the dogs by throwing a microphone on top of a speaker and giving it feedback. Yeah. Um, um, then they like go back into the green room because yeah. they're like, oh, this this sucks. We didn't do very well. At all. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I don't remember exactly what happens next, but then they try to... Oh, they go back to the, they go back to, they go back to the green room, and Daniel gets sent in. Daniel, the cousin of Tad. Oh, yeah. Hey. And he comes in, and he's like, you killed my girlfriend, Emily, who is the dead person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And they're like, wait, no, fucking the Nazis killed him. <laughs> what the fuck? And then Daniel's like, oh, well, I mean... That probably sounds more accurate than just some random punk band coming in and killing my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm with you guys. And then they go out to the bar. They go out to the club and they're, like, skulking around. And they pour... Aaliyah Shawkat takes a drink. And, like, she starts taking the... Sh- I love this... Sh- I love this this um, this um reaction from her. Because, like, she, ta- she downs the shot. And in between her starting to fi- take the shot and finishing the shot... Mm-hmm. Daniel takes a shotgun blast to the face and is missing half of his face. Yeah, yeah. So she like she's like tilting it back and just like slams it down. Like, what? Yeah. And it turns out the bartender from earlier was still in the fucking building mm-hmm. and he blew his face off with a shotgun. Yeah, it's and then they overpower him. Yeah, and yeah. Kill him and steal his shotgun. Mm-hmm. And then they try to run outside. I think. Yep, and then there are more dogs. Yep, um, and uh, uh, Sam like gets tackled by a dog, and like they she out. she tries to shoot the dog because it's like gonna attack her, obviously. And she misses. Yeah, and then she misses, and then they just like run back inside and run back into the green room, like. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, yeah. that's I just said yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, like just Pat and Amber at this point, like, like down to the last of them. And then we have like a long cutaway where it was just where it's like the like Nazis planning. I wasn't really paying as much attention during these parts because they weren't as interesting. Because it's like, yeah, let's just be like super racist. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's just now it's just down to Amber and Pat, right? Yeah, and so they like start plotting. Oh, no, I, I I missed something earlier. Reese is just stabbed to death by a skinhead when he tries to go out the window. Oh sure, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought he was just like taken. I didn't realize he was actually stabbed. No, yeah, he's totally dead. He's like. I thought he was killed later when they were like setting up the crime scene. Huh? No, no, no. He's fully dead. Huh. <laughs> um. But they don't know that. They they just know that he tried to go out the window and they don't know where he is. Yeah, yeah. So they don't find out that he's dead until later. Yeah, though they probably assume. I think. Yeah, I mean, they don't know though, and they're they're worried about their friend. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, so these like two f- chuckle fucks um, are like, okay, 
So you, you guys go raid the room because we need to get rid of these guys. And if you have three shotgun shells and there's only two of them, then you have an extra shot. So have fun. Yeah. Um, so they're, so uh, they shave Pat's head. They paint mm-hmm. each other's faces with, like, black paint. Not yeah, sure, with war paint. Not sure exactly what they're trying to achieve other than just, like, hyping each other up, you know. It's, it's, it's with the paintball story that they tell. Like, oh, Pat, yeah. Pat, Pat has a story about a paintball game where he, like, him him and his friends on, like, uh, for, like, a, a bachelor party or something went to paintball and they got, like, paired up against, like, actual real-ass Navy SEALs. Uh-huh. And they just got, like, fucking wrecked every round. Yeah, exactly. And then in the last round, Pat's friend was just like, fuck it, we're not going to play by their rules. We're, gonna, we're not going to play on their battleground. We're going to play, just going to fucking not do warfare and he just the pat's friend just like ran at them just like as soon as the round started ran at them and took all of them out Mm -hmm. it's it's good um so 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 they're they're all like war painted up um uh and uh, pat's disguised as a nazi and when the two guys come into the room pat's like screaming down the hole to the meth lab like he's about to chase down a nazi yeah he's about to chase down a punk like he's not a member yeah and the the two guys are coming like who the fuck are you And he's like odin himself then he jumps down and like pretends to slash at it like ah yeah (laughs) and it's very it's very not believable because none of them believe it neither of the nazis believe him (laughs) yeah but like enough to catch them off guard i guess yeah. Um, so he's just like sitting there in the basement, uh, like screaming, like waiting for them to come down and like like chase after him. And they're yeah. like, "Okay, this is like a trap, obviously." Yeah. You know. But they send one down. One stays up there. Um, and then Amber crawls out from like inside of the couch mm-hmm. in the green room, and slits the neo Nazi's throat. Who's up there? Yeah. And then they and then they goad out three of the three shotgun shells from the the, the one guy. Uh huh. And then they kill him too. Yeah. So But because Amber like sneaks up behind like okay, this is the one part of the movie that I had to suspend my disbelief a little bit for because there is no way a man whose arm is cut up to hell like that and is bandaged with duct tape is able to put up a strong fight again for a shotgun against a man with two perfectly working arms. I was thinking the same thing at the time and the only thing I could like think about was just maybe like adrenaline at the time, you know? Though I feel like he would be like so completely exhausted at that point. But, yeah. I mean, the hu- like the human body does amazing things in order to survive, I guess. Um Yeah, it's so. it's the mom strength. Yeah, yeah. Um but, uh, uh, yeah, Amber sneaks up on this guy, like, two shots in the head, and he, like, falls over. Yep, yeah, bang, bang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um... um yeah. Then they, like, like... Then, then Gabe comes in to do, like, clean up. He's like, whoop doop doo gonna clean up all the blood. And then, um, and then Amber and Pat uh, arise out of the meth lab, and he's like, well, I mean, I got fucking nothing else to... I can't fight you. I'm just going to work with you, I guess. Yeah, like, he's like, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to get shot. going to work with the punks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he helps them out, uh, leads them to the woods or something like that. Yep, and they hear... Um, they hear Darcy and friends setting up a crime scene to uh, implicate uh, Pat and Amber for all the murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, that's not something you're going to want to see. And they're like, well, we're going to do, we're going to do they, I think I think their motivation is because they don't know where Reese is and there's a chance that he's with them. Uh-huh. Um, and anyways, Gabe is like, I'm not going to fucking, no, I'm just going to go and call the cops for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucking see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And anyways, it ends kind of, it ends kind of like, uh, it's a pretty good ending. Uh, the, all the Nazis get shot. Yeah. And die. Mm-hmm. I like the Patrick Stewart death, like, the most, I think, because he's, like, yeah. casually, like, he, he plays this very cool character, like, very collected and calm in the entire, yeah. like, the entire time. Like, never, very much so. Like, never losing his temper. And uh, he, he, he casually walks away from the scene and, like, keeps walking away even after he gets shot and then, like, starts turning around as he gets, like, shot in the head and, like, mm-hmm. manages to fire off. Still being, like, trying to be completely calm about the situation even though he literally has, like, three, like, bullets in him and one in his brain and is going to die. Yeah. Um, he shoots at them and, like, completely misses, obviously, because he's, like, you know, like, his muscles are just, like, like relying on the last signals that were ever sent to them, you know, and mm-hmm. before collapsing over. But it's just, it's, like, such a perfect, like, 
a portrait of his character. Yeah, um, before we get to the end of the movie, I want to backtrack a little bit because I just remembered this really good note I had when uh, Daniel gets shot in the face at the bar. Uh-huh. My note's just, damn, Daniel, back at it again with the missing face. Oh, shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, anyways, so Pat and Amber are just, like, fucking out of everything. Um, a dog that they scared away earlier comes back and, like, lays its head on Darcy's dead body. Mm-hmm. And um, Pat's like... I, I thought of my Desert Island band, and Amber's just like, tell it to someone who fucking cares. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the end. That's the last line of the movie. It's, yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I'm so glad it was, like, recommended to me and I got to yeah, watch no, it. It's really good. Because. I wish, I just wish I'd been able to see it in theaters. The, 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 the really cool thing about this movie is that, like, when I started watching it, I'm like, when was the last time I saw a horror movie that was, like, shot really well because the cinematography in this movie is fucking beautiful like yeah it's and just... it's got like like the 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 cinemata or like the um the color editing as well like yes. it, it like fits the name of the movie obviously because like you know it's got like a matrix or um the original csi look where everything's like tinted kind of green yeah yeah but like it looks really good yeah it's but the um the thing is everything but the green room itself is tinted green mm-hmm. the green room itself is like a really like warm orange like a kind of like almost a safe zone yeah yeah, it's, I don't know, it looks, it just looks amazing, and it was extremely well acted. And yeah, like, no, Anton Yelchin is, God, I really wish that guy hadn't died. Yeah, yeah, it's, God. yeah, so I, not my recommendation this week, but I also recommend watching it. If you are, like, able to handle, like, there's a lot of gratuitous violence in this, Yeah. So, like, keep that in mind if you want to watch it, but, like, if you can, like, it's, I mean, beyond above and beyond being like a thriller or a horror movie or anything like that, it's just a a good movie with like good writing, good actors, and like extremely well shot. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so on a scale of zero to five, um, Nazi dogs. Sure. On a scale of zero to five, Nazi dogs. How many Nazi dogs do you give this movie? Uh, I'm gonna give this pretty high. I'm probably like a four four point five. I'm going full five on this, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, like, I don't know why I'm not, like, committed to a full five. I don't know if it earned it as much, but it was still extremely good. I still really liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it hit me up later for, like, a constructed, like, reason, like, why I don't feel that. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, like, the honestly, it's such, it's small things that really push this over the edge for me. Just, like, you know, the, the Nazi punks fuck off thing. Yeah. Like, the little line right before they say it where Sam tells Tiger, like, hey, if you really want to fuck with them, tell them you're Jewish. Yeah. The playing the, the punk music in, like, the Mexican restaurant at 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, I just, I loved it. Yeah, like that and, oh, there's a small detail in there where, like, some guy on his phone was filming them playing a Mexican restaurant like not the not the guy like who is like part of the yeah. like setting up the gig yeah. um, so that was yeah it was just really good it was extremely good alright so we got a bunch of questions this week if you want to ask us any questions at fearbaiting on twitter fearbaiting.tumblr.com or fearbaiting at gmail.com mm-hmm. so three of them are from tumblr user Matt Tramampoline mm-hmm. first one do you ever feel an incredible cognitive dissonance when a cartoon voice actor plays in a movie like this? Because hearing the voice of Grizz from We Bear Bears come out of a giant Nazi bouncer with a gun was incredibly disorienting. Yeah. I brought that up earlier. Um, Patrick Warburton always throws me for a loop whenever I hear his voice. What has he done? Uh, he was Kronk. Oh, most sure. Famously. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, like, I don't, I'm not super good with voices. Yeah, but... Um, so it doesn't usually, like, throw me off so much. But, like, also, like, um, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, whenever I hear his Yeah, voice, yeah. I've I think never it's seen just him in a voice line. generally, though, that throws me off. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine that guy just saying, like, a serious line. Yeah, yeah. Hey, give me your best, give me your best Gilbert Godfrey impression, There's by the way. There's no way. There's give no it. way. I'll do mine if you do yours. I can't. No, like, I don't Come know on. if I, I don't know if my, like, voice and, like, body can like create those noises with my life you're a coward yeah I'll you're a coward that. and a fraud <laughs> uh next question from tumblr user matt from ampoline another one do you feel like anton yelchin is selling his fear and disorientation better than before than any person 
in any fucking horror movie ever in the, in the ever in this. I I he mean, was a goddamn he was a goddamn tour de force, and also Patrick Stewart was terrifying. Yeah, like he he definitely gave one hell of a performance in this movie. Yeah, like Jesus. Like I mean, it was like like just like the completely believable and like really immersive. Yeah, like you didn't no, really absolutely. ever think about the fact that he was like, acting. The, the only the only thing that took me out of the immersion of this was honestly just the fact that Aaliyah Shawcat was in this. Yeah. Like, her face is just irreparably tied to maybe Fumke. I cannot think of her as anything other than that. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I totally get but, that. But, like, I lost it. I was, I, I forgot, like, I mean, I knew that Darcy was Patrick Stewart, but, like, I wasn't seeing Patrick Stewart. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that guy's a phenomenal actor, obviously, but, like, damn. Yeah. Uh, third, third and final question from Tumblr user Matt Tremampoline. Were the attack dogs still good dogs? I mean, they were just, like, doing their best, and, like... Yeah, like, I mean... Dogs don't really have, like, a moral code so yeah. much. Like, not, not, like, not, like, the, 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 like, extremely complex and nuanced and, like, subjective moral code that, like, human beings have, you know? Yeah. So. Like, you know. Yeah. So yes, they were still they were they were good dogs, but they were yes, objectively maybe not, but like I still loved them. Yeah. At the end of the day, I would still probably pet them. Yeah. After their Nazi owners were gone, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and fourth question from Tumblr user Cradlejack: One of the best and scariest aspects of this movie was the humanizing and empathetic portrayals of the Nazis, in particular Gabe and Darcy, while maintaining their threat. Also, thanks for making me cry over a Nazi's attack dog. But there is a danger in this kind of work and world of normalizing as well as humanizing Nazis. Where do you think the line, if there is a clear one, is between an empathetic and a sympathetic character study, especially with such horrendous characters? Um, I think... This is... By the way, I just want to say, this is a far smarter question than we're used to answering. Yeah. And I... Like, not to, like, not to, like, you know, besmirch the intelligence of our friends, but, like, this is just, like, some really smart, like, shit that we're talking about here now. Yeah. Um, I, so, I think this movie does a good job. Because I, I think so, too. I, I think this movie does a really good job of, like, I think a danger of portrayals of Nazis is just making them so abject. I mean, Nazis are abjectly evil, don't get me wrong, but making them so abjectly evil that they are far removed from the idea of them also being human at the same time. Yeah, like... But like, I don't think Nazis deserve to be treated well or anything, but if we get too far than the idea of them being a human, it's too easy to say, oh, that's inhumane. No human would ever do that. And it's such an easy way to distance, like, ourselves from that idea. And if we make them too, like, like, like comedically villain-esque, like, yeah. they don't seem real. You know, yeah. So, and this movie makes a really good job. Does a really good job of them seeming real. Like there's like interesting character moments where like Patrick Stewart is just like, like it, after the power goes out and they bring it back on with a generator. Patrick Stewart comes on stage and is like, "Well, we're gonna reschedule this for tomorrow. No cover charge and drinks on the house." Mm-hmm. And remember, this is a this is a movement, not a party. Yeah, and it's, it's it's just like it's it, like it's not it's it's humanizing, not in like a good way, in a very very. It makes them more real. Yeah. I think it's it's important to realize that, like, these are people who, like, you know, y- you might not be able to pick out on the street, you know? Yeah, no, like, a lot of the Nazis in the crowd were just, like, they didn't look they just like, you know, like, skinheads. Yeah, just, like, normal fucks you would see anywhere. Yeah. And, and, like, it's, like, I think it definitely is important to know that, like, y- you know, you can't, like... Ex- you, I don't know. It's like you're not going to be able to pick out these kind of people easily, and yeah, like they, they're just like people with jobs, like you know, like on the very surface, like normal ass fucks, you know. And that's yeah. how they like gain power, you know, is by not being easily spotable and easily to be like, you know, like rejected from yeah. society, you know. Yeah. Because like they are like a majority, like well, I I don't know, like if strong, I'm gonna say like strong Nazism is not, like, a majority in society, i.e. people who, like, strictly identify that way and, like, belong to these sort of, like, groups. That's not... Mm-hmm. But, like, the ideology that they create by being, like, passably normal, in quotations, yeah. is what makes that ideology specifically more pervasive. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like that's the smartest discussion we've had on this podcast in, like... <laughs> 
I don't know if we've had a smarter discussion since we started. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a super good question. And it's a really, it really is. It's a really important thing to like think about and consider, especially when you're going to be like, you know, covering those sort of like conversations, especially in a modern sort of context where like we see like a rise of the, these sort of like ideas in society. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that does it for questions this week. <laughs> um, so we're just going to move on to recommendations. Sure. I, you got something? I don't. I need I, time. Yeah. I mean, okay. I got one. Okay. The other movie I saw this weekend, I mentioned that I saw two movies this weekend. The other one I saw was Manchester by the sea. Sure. Which um, I'd seen ads for, seemed kind of, it didn't seem very good, just seemed like some of the people were like, like they were just like, because you know, ads can just like kind of slap good reviews on anything. Like, you know, even passengers found like a handful of good reviews to slap on the trailers. Mm-hmm. But um, it's this really muted, quiet movie where not a whole lot really happens, but a whole lot does happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's... It's about this janitor played by Casey Affleck. He's just like a handyman at a department at a couple of apartment complexes, and his brother. This isn't a spoiler because it happens in like the first five minutes. And I'm pretty sure it happens in the trailers too. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother suddenly passes away, and his brother's kid is kind of like left in his charge. And it's like kind of a, it does sound kind of like a, a stock standard pitch a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's something different about it. Casey Affleck turns in one of, like, it's one of the best performances I've seen that came out last year. Like, it's just an absolutely phenomenal performance by Affleck. Like, it is so subtle and muted and quiet and there's, I mean, he's, there's something that is just plaguing him that he can't stop thinking about. He just, like, is trying to keep himself away from every, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it's like all it is is two hours of people talking and driving and talking and driving and making funeral arrangements and talking. And that's all that it is. And it's so good. It's There's a couple of scenes that have just been haunting me. I have not been able to stop thinking about them since I saw them two days ago. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's a really good movie and I recommend it highly. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard of it but I've not seen it at all. So – you should cool. watch it. I think I think you would honestly like it. Cool. I will give it a shot whenever I have time to. <laughs> um, my recommendation is something I don't think I've recommended on this podcast, but I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Ross and Carrie, which is a podcast I listen to. It's like a monthly podcast. Um, I do have my own criticisms of this show, but it's still like super interesting for me. What yeah. they do is basically like investigate like fringe sciences, like. Um, like paranormal claims, uh, like cultish religions and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They did a whole Scientology series, which is, which was interesting. <laughs> I thought the more interesting stuff they stuff they did with that it was like interviewing people who were like actually like in Scientology. I think definitely think my favorite series they've done was the one with Mormonism. That was really fascinating. Um, my my qualms with it would probably be that they like kind of have this elitist atheist kind of view which is like a little annoying but I feel like it's not like super disrespectful it's just kind of pretentious in a way. Yeah. But the the things they talk about are like extremely interesting so I would recommend it regardless of that. Yeah, no, definitely. Mhm. Sorry, I went quiet there. There was a a post I was looking at. Because <laughs> the content is is more important than podcasting. Absolutely. <laughs> Magic the Gathering has banned cards in standards for the first time in, like, years. Oh, my God. The drama. Listen, shut the fuck up and don't make fun of me about this. <laughs> no, I, like, no, my brother is really into Magic the Gathering, so, like... Like, okay, this is going to be a, a stupid little tangent, but the last time... Because there, there's, like, multiple formats uh, in Magic, and the most played one is Standard. And the last time the the format got so bad that they had to ban it was when the entire format was, like, one deck. Like, everyone was playing a single deck, and no one was playing anything else. Mm-hmm. And they, they banned two cards. The, now they have banned three currently, and it's so... I'm sorry. No, it's... <laughs> The it's like the culture of Magic the Gathering. I I my semester second semester last year I think uh, I was in a class with someone who wrote a paper on like the culture of Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like the 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 stylistic like 
it was just very interesting about like, yeah. like mats and stuff like that. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, but the thing is, like for the past, like every because every three months there's a banned and restricted announcement. Restricted being the because there's another format where there's no ban list, but there's a, a restricted list where you can only play one of each card as opposed to four. <laughs> um, but for the past, like for the past, like three banned and restricted announcements, it's been just nothing. Like they just they ha- they have to publish it every three months, but it's just like no changes to any format. Mm-hmm. And like the person, the person who po- I saw post this was like, "This is a lot." They said, "This is a lot to digest." And I'm just like, "Did they just say nothing again?" And then I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, this has been fear baiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, this has been Fear Rating. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Luna. I'm Blair. And just remember, everyone. You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night. Good night. <laughs>